But you know what time it is? It's time to have some fun. And it's time to go up for grabs. That's a really good point that you just made. Why talk about something that's not a story yet? Because we need something to kind of develop. But we'll start up for grabs with a hot Bears development regardless. And that's this week's game against the Giants. And it sets up well against New York. They look terrible on Monday night. The Bears, they did look terrible for the most part in Detroit, but they got the job done and they seem to have more potential. What are you looking for? What do you expect out of the Bears versus Giants this Sunday? Uh, you know what? I think Daniel Jones is better. Clearly, he's better than any type of stuff we said about him during the draft last year after they chose him. All right, they were right um, picking him. Well, to be fair, we didn't say it was a bad pick. We didn't say he was a bad player. We thought it was a bad pick. True, six. but, I mean, we still were sitting there. Haskins was there. Uh, I think he's proven a little bit more. Some more than Haskins has so far. We'll see how Haskins improves with the Washington football team. They did have a victory on Sunday. Big-time so, comeback. Yeah, we'll see necessarily how that goes. Um, but, he's listen, he's mobile. He has a strong arm. He's a lot like Eli. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's, a, he's very similar to Eli. He seems, Eli, he seems stoic. Eli Manning, that is. Uh, Saquon Barkley, man. Listen, and it's the thing, again, with the interview with Mark Brody, and he was like, you expect more from Saquon Barkley, and I do. And it makes you go back to that game. Was it last year or the year before? No, it was last year. Yeah, Barkley, two years. Two years ago? Yeah, you're right. It was because he was injured last year. It was his rookie year when he broke that one. And it's like, I don't want him to have that type of energy for us because he had a bad game. Uh, but I do expect the Bears to win. I expect the Bears' defense to necessarily do what they need to do to stop this guy. This guy isn't uh, a heralded QB like uh, Matthew Stafford. Uh, so I definitely see that taking place. Uh, but listen, you can see, uh, listen, Garrett is calling a decent games compared to who he's calling with Dak. Uh, defensively, the Giants aren't there. Probably I will hope that Mitch should have a better game earlier. Now, it may be somewhat – it may have ebbs and flows and be like a roller coaster ride and look how easy and effortless I do that hypnotizing in a way yeah that is actually really good but uh it's it's, it's, it's the melanin in me but um okay it's just one of those things <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's i'm just, better than you oh no 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 that's not at all what I, i'm not i'm not that type of cat um but uh it's just it's, it's just one of those things where i think mitch should get off earlier plus two i think they kind of know early on what they can kind of expect in, in, in short bursts from mitch and they're sticking to the running game like one thing that you know, like me and you last week, the thing was, it's on Nagy. That was one of the clips we posted. And he answered the question. And we'll see if he's going to be consistent with it. Because we saw times in his, his first year here where he dedicated himself to the run when they still had Jordan Howard. And then last year, it was just like, it, even when he, that first year, it was times where he didn't run Jordan Howard enough, i.e. the Philadelphia Eagles game in the playoffs. But still... I like what I saw when it came from what he did with the offense. I thought he did his job. Uh, I, I thought he put Mitch in good positions, let alone taking a lot of the burden off his back by running the ball in the first place consistently and using all three running backs. I still have a fear of what if one gets hurt. I still don't think David Montgomery hits that hole right because to me, I felt like Tariq Cohen and a Cordero Patterson hit the hole better than David Montgomery. I think David Montgomery – he dances a little bit too much or his initial reaction on that first cut is to do the first cut. He kind of doesn't like what he sees and then he does a jump step and he takes away the momentum. He got three to four yards after that because he's just a hard running dude, but still I, 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 I want to see better vision 
from one David Montgomery because I, I want I want to see what David Montgomery can really do if he hits the hole properly and he gets to the second level and no one has really stopped him. How far he can get? Will he be a Kareem Hunt type guy who may not be able to take it all the way to the house, but can get you thirty? Uh, you know, said maybe all the way to the house occasionally, but he's not necessarily a burner, but he's somewhat elusive. Uh, but he's not Clyde Edwards Edslair, who lowered that boy. But still, that's a whole different subject for a whole other day. But yeah, I see the Bears winning. I see them definitely defeating the Giants. I don't expect a lot of the Giants. I do think their offense will play better this season. But if, if the Bears lose to the Giants, it's not going to necessarily uh, be the, tail, the, 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 the whole total totality of what the season is about. But I'll definitely be disappointed because, to be honest with you, I think the Lions are better than the Giants. Yeah, I'm with you uh, on a lot of those points. Uh, I would start off, I guess, I want, I'm not really worried about the defense, but if they have another bad game, I would start being very worried about the defense. So I'm going to give them week one, and it was even brought up when you talked about Mark Grody and I talked about this, like, how do you really practice tackling if you don't tackle? Like, right. that's kind of a thing, and that seems to be more of a defensive thing than an offensive thing, like – you need physicality and contact in defense and you don't do any of that in training camp and definitely not this year with abbreviated training camp, no preseason. So I want to see, I guess what they do against Saquon and Daniel Jones before I just start panicking about them. Offensively, I'm with you. I liked how Matt Nagy really stuck to the run in that game. Do that again moving forward. Don't let it be an isolated incident where week one we decide <laughs> to run the football and now we can just go back to throwing it. And, I, you know, I want to see them, you know, with Mitch, run more tempo. It seems like when he's not thinking, he can actually play a little bit. Like get him maybe some more drives where, hey, let's do tempo. Let's not let him just sit there, huddle, you know, let the defense decide how many coverages or how we're going to disguise. Get them maybe in a no-huddle situation where the defense can't substitute. Maybe you catch them on something. And go ahead. Only problem with that is what happened if you're three and out with tempo and you're bringing the defense. Hey, that was Detroit. They were 0 for 9 of their first like third down. That was the, all they were. I got a question. Uh, that Davis show, executive producer Ryan uh, Bukovetsky. I got a question for you, Ryan, uh, going into this Giants game. Now, would you sit there, and we both think the Bears should win, would you sit there and still hold out Robert Quinn another game and let him get healthier? Because you think this defense should be able to take down the Giants' uh, offense without him, or do you feel that it's pressing that Robert Quinn, if he's healthy enough, should be out there playing? Yeah, if he like, – like you said – this is going to be about the Giants running the football, I think, more so than throwing it. And Robert Quinn is not known as a run defender. He is known as a pass rusher. So would it be great to have him out there? Yeah, because he would definitely help out in that area. But I'm with you. The Giants, I don't know what they have uh, totally at offensive line. They're going to be wanting to establish the run, and Robert Quinn isn't necessarily going to help you in that area. So if he seems kind of 50-50, I wouldn't push it either. Because then you look at the week after – I believe it's Atlanta. That's a throwing team. <laughs> you want some pass rushing against the Falcons. Uh, listen, are they in Atlanta or are they up here? I'll double check. I believe it's in Atlanta. Because that's what I'm saying. If it's on that turf too, boy, you better get his butt out there. You know, going after that Matt Ryan and start trying to stop that. Yeah, get that speed going. And also, Todd Gurley had a good game. Uh, so, definitely we'll see. But, all right, still up for grabs. Where are we going next? 
Uh, let's do basketball since that is happening on a Tuesday night. Let's uh, talk Eastern Conference Finals because we know the matchup, Miami-Boston. Tatum out front. Buck at seven. Working against Butler. Got downhill. Couldn't punch it. Bam says get it out of here. Out of bio. Sky high with the block and rejection. That's why he's NBA all-defensive team. Bam out of bio went airborne with Jason Tatum and out of bio won. We were dead right per usual <laughs> last round. So uh, how you feeling about this series? What do you think I are the keys and who are you leaning? I don't have a lean. I want to go – my heart, no lean. My heart tells me Miami. My mind goes with the Celtics because I like I like I like their offensive weapons slightly better. They're um well they're they're better well rounded outside of uh, Jimmy and Bam Adebayo. You know what I'm saying Tyler Hero mm -hmm. and, and uh, Richardson or what's the other uh, shooter they got on the team? Uh, Duncan Robinson. Thank you, Duncan Robinson. I was about to say Richardson. Duncan Robinson. I don't think, you know what I'm saying, it's not the same when you got – you sit there and you got uh, Tatum, Jalen Brown, Kimba. You know what I'm saying? Like, these guys are well-rounded scorers. Uh, you got the young center kid uh, that the, they drafted two years ago that was kind of in trouble, but this year in the bubble he's been playing well for the Celtics. Uh, so, offensively, I like what the Celtics can do. But, man, looking at just how rough and versatile, too, um, that, that the, uh, the Heat are. And the Heat's key player or players, but key player, Jimmy, it's like, it's like old Scottie Pippen stuff where he could score 14 points and they could win. You know, just because mm -hmm. he won everything that he's, he's raising everyone else's level by being a, 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 a perimeter, hard-hitting perimeter defender. Uh, being a facilitator, putting guys in the right place, amping them up, you know what I'm saying, taking the right shots when needed. That, you know, so to be honest with you, I, I'm just telling you, I kind of don't know what we said. This one is like low-key sexy, you know what I'm saying, because, one, we may, we may end up with Denver and the Lakers in the Western Conference Final, which we didn't think was going to happen. It still may be dope, but even to a certain degree, if we ended up with the Battle of L.A. with the Clippers and with the Lakers – Man, we can't count on the Clippers. You know, like the Clippers are like a uber talented Milwaukee Bucks team right now, where Milwaukee just basically had Giannis. They got all that, but something ain't right, and it hasn't really been right. It's just that their level of, of, of talent has allowed them to prevail. But like they play like they're going through the motions. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, and I'll tell you this too: I, I got love for Montrez Harold, but against a, a legit center. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes he can get him, but sometimes it's like, you you, you a little easy busy. And listen, it's a little bit, not a lot of barbecue chicken down there if you get a, a real <laughs> little barbecue chicken on there. You know what I'm saying? There's only so much you can live off of just being rough and rugged and, you know what I'm saying, you don't want none of this, you know what I'm saying, to where guys are like, this is basketball, and, dude, I can post you and do my dizzle on you. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. that's, that, I don't know. But in the East, the, the Eastern Conference, you really have to be happy outside of maybe if the Raptors have gotten there by the two teams that have gotten there as far as the competitive nature of that series. Because if, if, if Milwaukee had gotten there, I don't see it being what it should have been. 
Um, so I definitely like, I, I definitely enjoy what took place in the East. The best, the best two teams in the East made it. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, side, side note to the Toronto Raptors, the champions who showed how great they are and they have a terrific organization and head coach and, uh, and players, even though Pascal said it was his shoulder, he didn't really play as well in the bubble as he played throughout the most of this past season. Um, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm feeling it. But I, I can't, I'm being honest with you, Ryan, I don't know. This one, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Because to me, they're evenly matched, but they're nowhere near the same team. What are your thoughts? Oh, I like a, quite a few things you said, because I agree. This is low-key, like a sexy matchup between these two. Like, if Battle of LA happens, everyone's going to be like, ooh, there's that supermodel, like the Maxim's hottest, right, you know. Right, right. And this one is going to be kind of down the list, and you're going to be like looking back on it like, man, that was, that was something special there. We might overlook that one. And you, I like your point with the heat being the Bulls with Scottie Pippen. I like that comparison a lot. And like that comparison, they are going down <laughs> in the Eastern Conference Finals. <laughs> I like that. Uh, uh, you caught little. me with my mouth open right there. You got me. You got me. Uh, I'm leading Boston it, it a little. It makes – listen, I want to go there with you, right? But I, I can't put nothing past this Heat team, all right? I, no, they are balanced. They're solid. They got, got a great coach. players. Great coach. Great organization. It's a, star, it's a star league, and I'm going Boston with the stars. They got, to me – Three of the top four players in this? No, not me. I'm gonna put. You know what? I call it sacrilege. I'm gonna put Bam over Kimba right now. Okay, that's fair. I'm put, so I'm gonna put Bam over Kimba right three now. Three of the one top Kimba's five. One Kimba's been hurt. One, one yeah, definitely three out of the top five. But one Kimba's also hasn't been right for majority of the season. But I'm gonna put. And he's kind of sometimes he hasn't really been going off in this. Yeah, spot. he but, didn't play well late with Toronto though. Exactly. Games. But I'm gonna go. Definitely the top four players are Jalen Brown, uh, Tatum. Um, Jimmy. Jimmy and Bam Adebayo, I think, are the top four players in this series. Then I will go Kemba uh, will come up next uh, for me. Uh, but so then Miami has but a also, But then depth. I'll say this too. I may also say top six – say four out of six because it have to be like around here where whether I put Marcus Smart – Right to 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 the, the rest of the players uh, that are on the Heat's team that are playing well because Marcus Smart is he's balling too. He's two way. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's 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 balling. He's living up to what people thought, or close to what people thought coming out of Oklahoma State. Uh, the type of key player he is and being the longest tenure Celtic. He's the glue of that team. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's you know like that guy is the glue of that team. He's lead by example with his uh his 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 uh, his, his flailing self. You know. <laughs> He's great, great at that flailer. too. He's one of the great flailers in the NBA. You know what though? It'll be different if he was a great flailer and not a great defender. I give him the benefit of the doubt because he's out there defending his butt off. So yeah, you oh, should yeah. go out there and flail compared to somebody who's like a terrible defender. They're just an offensive player and they just oh all the time. yeah. Oh yeah. It's like not Kyle Lowry can be a little flaily, but he yeah. goes on the defense. He's a tough. Path. He's yeah. Again, he's a tough dog. Again, so it's kind of like all right. I'm cool with it. But yeah, how many games do you think this is? Man, it's gonna go six or seven. I say I'm with you. six games, at least six games. But it's gonna. I, I think unless I'll put it like this, unless, and I, I will leave on the Heat. Unless the Heat and their exposure figure that team out early, and they can, I see it going six games at least. I'm with you. 
I'm with you. I don't. But think I don't think it's the flip. I don't think it's the flip. I don't think if Brad Stevenson and the Celtics can figure out the Heat, I think the Heat would be able to make adjustments to where I don't necessarily think the same, especially without Gordon there for the Celtics. That's going to be necessarily the same if they can kind of change who they are and, and, and do different things compared to all the different things we've seen that the Heat can be and anybody can be the star. For the most part, the stars in the Celtics are going to be Tatum and Brown. I'm with you. And if Jimmy plays great, I think the Heat could take it. I just have a feeling like Jimmy is going to come up a little short. A little short. Jimmy's, I see Jimmy coming looking for you after this series is over. Hey! That'd be great. I like. I'd like to meet the man. Anyways, up the grabs. <laughs> Last one. We got baseball playoffs coming pretty soon too. It's about uh, twelve games left for pretty much everybody except the Cardinals, who have quite a few doubleheaders left. Uh, the Sox and Cubs, they're ninety-nine percent chance making it. We're basically waiting for magic numbers to play out. Uh, but both of them looking great, especially the White Sox. So I wanted to ask you, the Sox fan, me, the Cubs fan. What are you looking for out of your Chicago baseball team these last 12 games before we head into the playoffs? Um, listen, enjoyed the victory against the Twinkies last night who have been our kryptonite along with the Cleveland uh, baseball team. I'm going to try to stop saying that name. Well, who the Cubs are playing. Yeah, <laughs> please, but Cleveland, uh, I mean, the Cubs play well against the, the, the Cleveland team tonight. <laughs> I'd like that too. Go, go and get it. Um, listen, I want more situational hitting. I don't want you, even though like last night been a game in the late innings that they, they took it over. I, I want stuff like that because you're all not always going to be uh, sitting there and with, with murderous road, just ejecting balls out of the stadium into the stands. Um, I want good bullpen. I want a good bullpen. Uh, Colum has been doing this thing. There's been a couple of times. It's kind of like, um, it's gonna, the Sox are going to need their rotation, which is thin. You got Dallas Keuchel, uh, what, got seven, eight days before he may come back. Uh, was on the yeah, they're hoping he'll make a start, I think, next week. So you, you need Dallas Keiko to be healthy. You, I mean, because, look, your third starter is Dane Dunning, who was a kid coming off of Tommy John surgery, who at, at some point, like in the playoffs, you're going to have to depend on your bullpen because you can't super stretch this kid out. His future is on the line. You know what I'm saying? And So I'm not, ta- not going to blow this kid's arm out for a COVID title. Even though a lot of people would be like, this is your only chance. You know what I'm saying? I, I look, and he, by no means – even though he comes from the same organization, is Dave Dunning at the same level that Steven Strasburg was uh, years back when they shut him down and probably could have won the World Series. But guess what? They finally did win their World Series last year. That doesn't happen a lot. So I understand sometimes you got to grab the bull by the horns. and uh, you, But you don't want to end up like – and it's not exactly – it's not an apples-to-apples comparison, but you don't want to end up like Mark Pryor or uh, – uh, well, Perry Wood. Wood. And uh, that one, I don't even put on uh, Dusty as much because Jim, Jim Riggle was talking about what he did to Kerry. We're like, y'all, listen, Kerry Wood was a shorty, and we was out there like, man, throw 50,000 strikeouts with a slurve ball, kiddo, straight out of uh, the minor leagues, right? Like, where was the concern for his arm uh, back then with Kerry Wood? Uh, so, yeah, I, your, your rotation is thin. Uh, they don't know what they're going to do with Ronaldo Lopez. Uh, if he's going to get another start, will he be in the bullpen? Moving forward, he did play well. Uh, this past game, it was his best outing of the season. Um, but it's really the pitching because um, everyone else, everywhere else, basically, they're pretty short up, man. It's, it's, uh, you got uh, Mendick play well if he's going to be out there second sometime. I mean, Magical's not out there even. You're getting a little bit out of Nomar Mazzara. Uh, he hasn't really – I don't think he's still at a home run, but he's at least getting some hits uh, right now and bringing some guys in. 
So um, it's just all it's all rosy over here, baby. What y'all doing over here? Yeah. That's my, yeah. That's my West Side um, purveyor talk. I'm putting <laughs> that purveyor talk. Uh, I would say uh, for both teams, really, pitching is kind of the main thing. Like, because based on the offenses, and it's exact opposite ends of the spectrum. I believe in the White Sox offense. Now, we don't have a track record, so in the playoffs, who knows? Maybe they go through a cold streak. But Plus with better pitchers. Yeah, and but there's a lot of explosive talent, one through nine. The Cubs are not going to have a great offense. I'm fully convinced of that. But they have been Jekyll and Hyde, so you do sometimes get offense. But for the most part, they've been consistent at clutch hitting and situational hitting. So hopefully that continues. And my focus is purely from over the weekend – the starters like John Lester and Alec Mills, obviously Mills had the no hitter, but they're pitching better and you need that. Cause that's how the Cubs got off to the great start. It was you, Kyle, John Lester and Alec Mills. So you really need that. And then maybe you can move Quintana and Chadwood into the bullpen. And that's the other area. The bullpen mm. has finally been pitching better. Can they keep this up? Are they really rolling? Even Craig Kimbrell got a save. A big – yeah, whoa, where did that come from? Can he keep that up? I mean, the arm's been good, but the consistency hasn't. So if that pitching for the Cubs can get back to an elevated level, you know, they can maybe make some noise. I, I don't really like the matchup with the Dodgers if they ever got to that point. And I don't think anybody would like that matchup against the or Dodgers. Or the Padres if you get to that point. Really, but at least – I want that Padres smoke. Yeah. Probably not. At least with them, maybe they would choke in the playoffs. Like, the Dodgers are just this team that constantly makes it all the way to the end. Uh, yeah, it, it's going to be a lot of fun, but pitching is definitely what I want to see out of the Cubs this last 12 games. You know what? I got an up for grabs for you. Uh, National League MVP, Mookie Betts, or he whose name should not be spoken on this show. Tatis the Padres. Oof. I think you got to lean a little bit Mookie. Mm-hmm. Better record. That's what I was thinking. Pretty too. effective storyline, big contract, and kind of like what we said in the text chain, it's not the same because Mookie's still really young, but I think Tatis still has a, a, a lot of years left of MVPs. He got some MVPs. Coming. He got some yeah. MVPs in him. Yeah, and, so and, maybe Mookie one more. And what you were referring to, and that was the second time to the AL, uh, in the text chain we were talking about Tim Anderson or Jose Abreu, for MVP, and I said Jose Abreu. One uh, reason I say that is because he's older, and I think Tim Anderson has more opportunities. Uh, but also, being a guy that came here with a losing team for so many years, it would so validate his uh, MLB experience. We know about how great he was playing in Cuba. Cuba uh, I think it was a Serial National. Uh, we know how well he was there. But, man, it would really legitimize everything about him to have an AL MVP, something that Paul Pinerco does not have. <laughs> I'm just Really underrated player overall. Yeah. yeah. You know, he, great shape this year. Uh, running the bases even better. Like, best shape he's been in since at least his rookie year. Maybe better than that. Who's that MVP that – well, he was an MVP, but maybe should have been MVP. He was on the sock, got traded to the Padres in that one year, like 2010-ish or something like that. He was the outfielder. Oh, you're talking about Carlos Quinton? Yes, Carlos Quinton. Carlos Quinton. It, it could be a makeup for Carlos Quinton right there, getting Jose Abreu that side. 
but yeah, he's right. very deserving of the MVP yeah. for sure. And you know, what a what a really great sneaky great career he's had in the right? MLB. Right, sneaky great. Start start later. And not knowing, giving up that contract from the Sox being, at that point, the largest contract they'd ever given up, I believe, was $68 million. Uh, would it translate into the MLB and has been... You've least, gotten every dollar worth, basically. More. You've gotten more out of it, uh, especially with what he's done with the team and how he's kept his head down throughout that losing. A lot of people would have complained, but like, man, get me up out of here. I don't want to be here. You're not doing anything. You're not helping me become a star here. I came here to be right. a star. You know what I'm saying? Not to be the second, on the second team here losing. Uh, in Chicago. So, uh, no, for what that – he stayed he stayed low and kept firing. Uh, so, you definitely wish him the best. So, I, I look forward to Jose Abreu uh, hopefully getting him an MVP that just further validates and comes to that long history of White Sox first baseman for at least the last 30 years of Frank Thomas, Paul Canerco, now Jose Abreu. Can I say one last thing? Cubs and Sox, both of them have had no hitter first time ever this year. Is this thing kind of lining up a little bit? It would be – are the stars kind of aligning a little? I would like it. I would like it so much because of what this year has been that it would make it. It would make it so much great that they would finally have another uh, uh, red line series like they did in the early 1900s when we're sheltering in place because uh, the world is coming to an end. Basically, the rapture is upon us. Right. Before we get out of here, we found. How about that? It takes a pandemic or the right. world ending for the Cubs and Sox to get to the World Series. I guess you guys deserve this as he drops that into the world. But- well, we said it's like God's like reading the contract. Like, oh, well, we said if the world's ending, they got to play each other. <laughs> I guess. What you think, Kennesaw? You think? All right, cool. Let's go. Okay. All right. Set it up, man, for even, even though Kennesaw Landis wouldn't be up top. <laughs> <laughs> and neither would Rob Manfred. Oh, oh, but yeah, uh, definitely. That, that would be something. If you said that, we would have to revisit this part right there and post it uh, then when you brought that question up right there. Especially, I have to say, with looking at what the Cubs will have to run through because really in the yeah. American League, I mean, you, there's definitely some, 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 some tall teams that you got to go through. But the Yankees are down. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, we were talking about the Twins that we're worried about. But when you're talking about the Dodgers and then San Diego, and on top of that, San Diego traded for Clevenger. Yeah, you got you got bus off you got to run through. If you're worried about even, let's say, the Oakland A's, they lost their True. arguably their best player, Matt Chapman, lost right. him for the whole season. So he was a big part of them winning that AL West title. So let's get it. Let's get so definitely. It's aligning. Yeah, and it's, it's so funny because I'm happy the NBA – it's getting close to ending, even though not close enough, because it's like so much sports that it's like, I need somebody to drop off. At least football is only playing basically on the weekends. But it's so much. It's like, okay. okay I know. It's ridiculous. Right? It's like, oh, man, it's a platform. But it's like, this smorgasbord is too much. I want to get off this roller coaster right now. But that baton handoff is going to be some hot, hot work right there between the NBA and Major League Baseball playoffs. I Here totally you go, agree. sir. I totally agree. I totally agree. So is there anything else you got, Ron? Well, I guess one last thing. MLB approved the oh. playoff bubble. Any yeah. thoughts on the bubble? And maybe fans will be there. Oh, see, listen, that's funny. I was going to make a joke on the text thread that I'm going, if the Sox are going like to Dodgers, if they're going to L.A. or whatever, I'm, a, I'm going to stand out. And even though the funny thing about the ravine out there is, you like, if you're on the street, you can't see the stadium, right? It's a ravine. Oh, yeah. So I don't. I, it's not like, for instance, here in Chicago, you can go up there or, or, or to, to Wrigleyville and stand right outside there 
you know, Waveland and Sheffield and everything like that, or even the Sox, you have 35th Street. You know what I'm saying? And you can mm-hmm. think you can feel the energy. And, of course, the, 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 the Cubs at least have uh, decks across the street. Uh, but still, like, I kind of want to be there. And, I mean, I guess I wouldn't because – I don't really want to get on a plane with any of you COVID MFs jokes, jokes. I want everybody. And they're not by uh, Death Valley, are they? Because Death Valley just seems to be melting every other day. Right, dude. So, I mean, you know, one thing that's interesting that you bring that up, I was looking at a player, I think it was a a Mariners game. I can't remember where it was on the West Coast. Uh, May have been uh, in um, San Diego or the Dodgers, talking about how that I'm a young man and I'm having a hard time breathing and I'm healthy and fit because of, the low air quality from all the fires that have taken place out there. That, uh-huh. that I worry about our teams going out there, but more importantly, I worry about the people that have lost so much. The life won in their, their homes. That's way more uh-huh. than us talking about sports, especially think about if you were in that position. We wouldn't have to think about if we were in that position just to feel for other people. So uh, it'd be interesting. Um, I'm, I'm enjoying it. To say the least, this has been a good respite, and I know that's bad in some ways because we said that with this distraction, it will take us away from what was more important as far as social justice. But uh, I would say, one, being a person of color and how it's like someone's always on your neck to a certain degree is good. But even, you don't have to be that. You can be you, an ally, and uh, just need a, a breath. You know what I'm saying? Something uh, mm-hmm. to distract you. I mean, sports are the ultimate distraction. That's what we use it for. I need a Definitely. couple hours to exhale. Definitely, definitely.